Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you after a very silver linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast here after a 120 to 84 loss. The Hornets fall in Milwaukee last night on the first night of a back to back, now 10 and 41 on the season. And this one uh, was an interesting one for a multitude of reasons. Again, the Hornets making a lot of deals at the deadline on Thursday. None of those players that they acquired were available. No Mark Williams, no LaMelo Balls. So the Hornets had 10 healthy bodies. Five of them were rookies. And this one went about the way that you would assume that it would go against one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference against a former MVP as well in Giannis Antetokounmpo. We'll break this one down pretty quickly, provide you with our silver linings, because we have a lot to get to on the Hornets Hivecast today. We have a game preview for you, and Sam Farber sits down with Matt Carroll as Gerald Wallace will be honored here tonight at Spectrum Center during a halftime ceremony against the Memphis Grizzlies. So we're going to get the perspective of Matt Carroll about playing with Gerald Wallace and what he means to the city of Charlotte as well, one of the greatest of the Bobcats era here in Charlotte professional basketball. And helping me out with all of these topics is the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Burley. Sam, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Real quick, before we get into our game preview, I know you had a online piece about Gerald Wallace and him being honored here on Saturday. Just wanted to give you an opportunity here to provide some cliff notes because this is going to be a really special night here in Charlotte before we get to our game preview as well. Of course, yeah. First off, thank you for having me and thank you for the plug as always. Yeah, I just wrote a little short story about Gerald Wallace and, you know, that was somebody I, I, you know, really enjoyed watching, you know, when the Bobcats were starting out in those early years in the mid-2000s and a really fun player to watch and, you know, it was uh, kind of the main takeaway or the main thing I, I kind of, you know, tried to get across 
in the piece was um, that, you know, he really brought an identity and was somebody that fans could become attached to uh, with this new team, this new organization, new colors, new stadium. Everything was new. Uh, and he was really one of the first guys there that, that kind of brought fans back in, maybe some that had been a little lost after the Hornets left from New Orleans in 2002. So uh, really, really big important figure in this organization's history and really, really excited for tonight's game to see him uh, get honored uh, for all the, all he's given to, to the city and to the franchise, uh, you know, back when he was, when he was here. We'll talk more about Gerald Walls here in a few moments. Let's rewind the tape to last night's action in Milwaukee. Again, a 120-84 to loss for the Hornets. Again, this one was uh, very limited because of the way that the trade deadline broke down, the way that the schedule is here for the Hornets. Again, a one-off in Milwaukee. Not really a whole lot of sense on trying to get those guys up to Milwaukee when you're coming home and taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, and everybody had to go through physicals as well. So kind of a taxi squad, I guess, in a sense of coming back here for today's game against Memphis. But that'll be a much more improved bench, a more improved starting lineup as well, where you got guys out there that'll be Davis Bertans, Trey Mann, Vasilya Micic, Grant Williams, Seth Curry, all getting acquired after P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward were traded away at the deadline on Thursday. And of course, Sam Perley and Sam Farber had you covered on that edition of the HHC. So in case you got to go through the archives a little bit and get a, a refresher before the game tonight, go ahead and do that here on the Hornets Hivecast. But this one kind of turned out the way I think you would think it would go. Again, the Bucks are basically at full strength. Chris Middleton, the one guy that's notable that did not play in the game last night for the Bucks, but they also had Patrick Beverly back into the fold, who they acquired from the Philadelphia 76ers as well. But uh, Milwaukee got off to a hot start in this one. Hornets had called timeout early. It was a 3-2 Charlotte lead, a 6-4 Charlotte lead, and that was about it. Milwaukee led this one 31-17 after the first quarter. It was 66-38 at halftime, and the Hornets just continued to get rolled there in that third quarter. 99 to 63 after three quarters of play. You can assume how this one is going. Uh, Hornets did play even though in that fourth quarter, 120 to 84, the final. And again, that was mostly in garbage time. Damian Lillard finished with 26 points. That was a game high, and he only played three quarters. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 15 points, 14 rebounds. Malik Beasley had 21 points as well. Damian Lillard had a double-digit effort, so did Bobby Portis. But on the other side for the Hornets, it was basically Brandon Miller who had 16 points. Nick Richards had 16 points and a double-double, and that was about it. So again, this is something we talked about on the Hornets radio network after the game yesterday as well, and something that Will Pelagic, the host of Hornets Post Game on the flagship station, Sports Radio WFNZ, talked about as well is is there really a whole lot you can take away from this game, Sam? Again, 10 guys out there on the floor or at least available for the Hornets. Five of them are rookies. A lot of those guys aren't even on their second contracts either. So it wasn't really the best situation for the Hornets to go into. I know there are going to be some individual teaching points, but from a team aspect, I feel like there's not really a whole lot you can take from this one, especially when you consider that you literally have a fresh five guys ready to go for tonight's game, bearing any setbacks with the physicals. But from everything that we've gathered and everything that we've expected, everybody will be available for this game tonight that was acquired at the trade deadline. So again, it's basically going to be almost an entire new team taking on Memphis tonight. So I don't know how much stock you can take into last night's game. Yeah, it's challenging for sure. I mean, you've got a a already depleted roster that becomes even more depleted with um, not only the trades, but the guys that were waived yesterday or, or two days ago as well. And then you've got a Bucks team that is, uh, you know, floundering a little bit. They were one in five with Doc Rivers uh, since Doc Rivers joined. They just had a bad loss at home the other night to Minnesota. Uh, I shouldn't say bad, but a blowout loss to Minnesota. And 
uh, you could tell that this was one they really, really, really needed to have. So uh, I think if you take anything from this one, I think having some some fresh blood and some fresh faces and, and, and guys in here is going to be uh, a good thing because right now the, the current construction of the roster, and, and mainly more so from a, a just strictly experienced standpoint, you've got a lot of veterans coming in. Like you mentioned, there were five rookies out of 10 available last night. I mean, that's just that's really, really hard. For a lot of those guys, particularly the three guys on two ways that just have not, you know, necessarily ready to be playing major NBA rotational minutes. But you're going to get some veteran guys in here, some guys that were uh, looking for fresh opportunities. And, and the main thing, too, that I kind of took away last night is if you look up and down the roster, there's literally not a point guard on the 15-man roster. I mean, a natural point guard. You've got Cody Martin playing it, but there is no there, – there literally isn't another point guard. You've got one center in Nick Richards. I know Nate Mentz is listed as a center, but you know, he's a little bit undersized um, and also on a two-way contract. So it, it was, if there was ever a game that there really wasn't much to be able to take from it, it was last night, just kind of given the uh, random circumstances, who you were going up against and um, yeah, kind of all the factors. And, and two, the, you know, you factor into the trades on Thursday. That's, that's an emotional toll on the team too, losing guys like Gordon and PJ and Ish and Frank and, and James. I mean, those guys have, um, you know, been around the team for a while and they're just kind of gone. It, it, it does take a little bit of an emotional toll as well. For what it's worth, some of the totals from last night's game, Milwaukee shoots 44% from the field, 35% beyond the arc. 20 to 24 at the free throw line. Hornets, in fact, shot more free throws than the Bucks did, which is a little bit of a surprise. 23 to 29 from the stripe, 24% from beyond the arc, just 34% from the field. So those are some of the numbers. We already gave you some of the highlights with Brandon Miller and Nick Richards and scoring the game highs, but we'll go with a brief silver linings segment here on the HHC. So, Sam, I will defer to you. Who is your silver lining performance from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Bryce McGowan. Uh, another nice performance for him. Season high tying 15 points, 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, hit two of his five three-pointers. Got to line four times. Also had five rebounds. Had a little bit of foul trouble. Again, I don't think it was something really too much to worry about. But uh, this is the fourth time in five games that Bryce McGowan has scored in double figures. Uh, and three straight as well. So four time in five games and then three straight. So uh, it's good to see him kind of making some strides. You know, he started off the season injured and out of the rotation. has been kind of moved around, especially lately. He's been in the starting lineup, out of the starting lineup, sometimes not playing at all. So uh, it's good to see, even though it came in a, in a 36-point loss, to see him get some shots go down, to the offense moving. Uh, you know, hopefully he can kind of continue this trajectory going into the all-star break and coming out strong as the rotation kind of goes through a little bit of a, uh, we'll call it a makeover, you know, probably starting tonight. Gives to Bridges, kick back out, McGowan's for three, that's good. Bryce McGowan's drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, and a timeout's going to be taken here by the Milwaukee Bucks. I thought Bryce played really well, especially in that first quarter. I mean, at that point, it ended up being about only a seven-point spread with four and a half, five minutes left to go in the first quarter. Hornets had a chance to claw back into it there at that point. But, yeah, Bryce McGowan's definitely a very viable silver lining performance in last night's game. For me, I'm going to go with the guy that ended up being tied for a team high in points. He also had a double-double. That's Nick Richards. Nick Richards rolling to the cup, up for the lane. Yes, counted in a foul. I thought Nick played really well, all things considered, last night. He finishes with 16 points and 11 rebounds, 7-9 from the field. Very effective, very efficient, 11th double-double the season. And 
listen, he's been having to really carry the load there, especially at that center position with Mark Williams being out for so long. So the ability for him to step in and be a spot starter, which wasn't really going to be asked of him this season, definitely is a more improvement, I think, for Nick Richards and shows that he's worthy of that contract extension that he got, that second contract that he's on now after being a second-round pick and being maybe a little bit of a project coming out of Kentucky, a little bit of an older guy, a guy that started playing basketball a little bit later in life as well, was a big soccer guy in Jamaica growing up. So all of those factors that factor into it, I think that he's really starting to be able to come into his own a little bit here for the Hornets. So he's my silver linings pick from last night's game. Again, not a whole lot of silver linings in the game last night. Hard to do that when it's a 120-84 to final. But the good news is the Hornets are able to flip the page quickly and take on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight here at the Hive. Get your tickets Hornets.com as the first 5,000 fans will be getting a Gerald Wallace poster as you walk through the door and some of them might even be signed and you never know which one might be the lucky guy to get those so again Hornets.com to get your tickets for that one and speaking of Gerald Wallace Sam Farber sat down with Matt Carroll here who played several years with Crash here in the Queen City we're going to talk about and reflect on Gerald Wallace Sam Farber will with Matt Carroll right after this break here on the Hornets Hivecast Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Sam Farber here in studio on the Hornets Hivecast. We'll get you back to Rob Longo in the next segment. But right now, we are on the precipice of Gerald Wallace Night at Spectrum Center. The Hive will be alive and a lot more orange and blue throwing back to the Bobcats days celebrating the great Gerald Wallace who will be honored with a cell pattern retirement inside of Spectrum Center and helping us talk about the illustrious career of Gerald Wallace we welcome in studio a man who played with him for the large portion of his time here in the Queen City as well as now as a current broadcaster on the Hornets radio network my broadcast partner Matt Carroll here with us today Matt thanks so much for joining us Sam great to be in the studio with you we're thrilled to have you and we're thrilled to talk about Gerald Wallace. He's a very deserving player to get this kind of honor. Maybe for fans who have come on in the last decade, they might not know as much about Wallace's game, but he had a good one. He was part of the original group after the expansion draft when the franchise came back to Charlotte as the Bobcats eventually led the team to the playoffs was an all-star, a dunk participant uh, also was an all-defensive selection what can you tell me about the player Gerald Wallace? Gerald Wallace was uh, he was a stud you know, he was one of those players when you have an expansion situation everybody comes in and you're competing for who's going to be the guy right you got to make a name for yourself you got to carve it out it's competitive and he got here in the expansion draft and you could tell right off the bat that he was different he had an athleticism that was elite he had a competitiveness in him that was just unbelievable in practice in the game and he was just an exciting player you know for me to have a chance to play with him was an honor in a sense of got to watch him grow up you know he was a little bit younger than me but man he was tough he was talented he was so fun to watch and he made game changing momentum plays that really got the the crowd on its feet which was a lot of fun to watch his skill set is so diversified because you, you think of the things that he participated in dunk contests when you had to be kind of a significant player to be in the dunk contest it wasn't just who out there wants to do it you had to be pretty good to make that cut plus all defensive selection plus an all-star i mean he checks all those different boxes Is there a current player that you can think of that has Gerald Wallace-like skills? That is a great question. I really have not thought about that recently. You know, when I think back to the type of player Gerald was, though, number one, you mentioned he did it on both ends. You know, he was getting steals. He was blocking shots, uh, gave great effort on both ends of the court while still being the main scorer, you know, and really developed a three-point shot as his game went on uh, and just got better each and every year because of his hard work and development but he could do it on both ends and I think that's what I loved about him that it wasn't like I'm trying to score I'm taking plays off on defense he was always pushing us on defense always bringing a competitive juice that no matter what we were going to compete every night in the court win or lose and he set the tone for the rest of the team it's kind of a a sports talk radio or sports podcast type of thing to think about but when I think about Gerald Wallace and how great he was for that specific time in Charlotte franchise history going from expansion to playoffs leading that I can't help but think, what if he had come here a decade earlier or a decade later? What if he had been that guy alongside... Muggsy and Dell and Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning, how perfectly might he have fit with that group? Or what if he was the running mate for Kemba? Uh, there's so many different possibilities. That said, I do feel like he was the perfect player for that time and someone who deserved to be the leading man for a team and take over an era, so to speak. But I just can't help but think, oh man, if we have our dream team, he's kind of the linchpin that, that maybe takes it over the top to a conference championship. I'd have to agree. I mean, I think Gerald Wallace would fit in with any era 
anywhere, any team here in Charlotte history. Uh, when I think about Gerald today in this NBA game, you know, his versatility, you know, his size and athleticism, he could guard multiple positions. He played the four, the power forward most times, uh, most games, but he could play the two, the three, or the four, the five. It didn't even matter. So I think because of his ability on defense, his versatility on offense and defense, uh, I think he'd be a great player in today's NBA game. We are going to celebrate him Saturday night, Gerald Wallace night, all kinds of activations on this one. There is going to be a free poster commemorating the occasion. First 5,000 folks in the building get that. Also, if you are on the Hornets app and you sign up by clicking, you could win an autographed Gerald Wallace poster that is, again, going to be given out to the first 5,000 fans. Not the autographed one. You just get a poster. you got to find him, I guess, to get an autographed unless you win via the app. Uh, also, some really cool merchandise inside the Hornets fan shop at Spectrum Center. Look, I understand that the purple and teal is the coolest color scheme. The Hornets its logo, one of the best logos in all of professional sports, and the Bobcats era was not necessarily seen in the exact same light, but seeing their colors on the Hornets logo stuff is really cool, and there's a lot of that available today. There sure is. In the fan shop, you're going to have two items that I want to get my hands on. The first time, I just got to see them a few few minutes ago. Number one, I think the, the hooded sweatshirt is really cool. You got the Hornets logo with the Bobcats colors. Never seen it before, uh, but definitely something you want to get your hands on. The second thing is uh, an NBA Jam type t-shirt with Gerald Wallace and Steven Jackson. So two items that I think most fans of the Hornets want to get their hands on, and I'm going to make my way into there also. I wanted the one with Matt Carroll on there too. I thought, <laughs> you know, right. Steven Jackson, great player, no doubt about it, but, you know, the three-point shooting column would have been a little bit higher with Matt Carroll on there. That, that might be the next night, the, the next tribute night for the Bobcats. We'll have to do that one. Last one for you here, Matt. It just what does it mean as someone who played with him and someone who is still very much connected to the franchise to see this kind of moment we're celebrating 35 years now of NBA basketball here in the Queen City and there are so many stars who have been rightfully honored but this is a guy that you played with for for the core of your career to see him honored like this to see the city get a chance to celebrate him once again as we look ahead to the next 35 years and have a couple of really dynamic young stars who hopefully will pick up parts of his game as they get to witness the highlights and all that and, and just be in his presence for this one against Memphis but what does it mean to you as a player who played with him to see him honored as such well one just really happy for Gerald I I think he's such a big piece you know of Charlotte professional basketball history you know and I'm glad that our organization is honoring him it's well deserved you know one of the best players to come through through my time and and like I said it was a treat to play with him it's so well deserved and I'm glad that other people and even the young fans get a chance to find out who was Gerald Wallace and just learn the history of what happened here in Charlotte and it's all part of it right whether it's a a winning season a losing season a playoff season it doesn't matter it all goes into the piece of the pie that eventually will make a great organization here as time goes on first 5,000 in the building for Hornets versus Grizzlies. Get the Gerald Wallace commemorative poster. Only the first 5,000, so make sure you're there nice and early. See the ceremony at halftime. Matt, you'll be down on the floor, right? I'll be on the floor. All right, you yep. got to pull double duty. You got to come back up, yeah, hustle upstairs, get back with me for the second half of the call for Hornets versus Grizzlies. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Anytime. Thank you, Sam. Coming up next, we get you ready for tonight's game, our game preview after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. I think we're more balanced as a team. If you look at the positions, of course, we have an injury at the center position with Mark. But, you know, we really balanced the roster in the backcourt. Our bench will perform better than, you know, the bench we had, right? We've added veterans, not just, you know, one or two, but but three, four, five, six veterans, right? So that part, I think we'll, we'll see immediately, you know, beginning tomorrow when they get their physicals and pass. That's Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchak addressing the media on Friday before the contest against the Milwaukee Bucks, giving a state of the team address, more or less, and talking about how the moves that the Hornets made at the trade deadline can impact this team both now and in the future, acquiring a couple of draft assets as well. But the first opportunity to see this new look Hornets is tonight here at Spectrum Center against Memphis Grizzlies. Get your tickets at Hornets.com. Before we get into our game preview, a little bit of a primer on this matchup. Again, the Hornets got swept against the Grizzlies last year. Memphis won 51 games, second seed in the Western Conference. Lost to the Lakers in six games in the first round of the playoffs, but a complete 180 this season for the Grizzlies. Not in a good way. They had Steven Adams to start the year. Before the season even started, he underwent season-ending knee surgery. Since then, they've dumped his salary in a trade at the trade deadline on Thursday. John Morano's only played nine games. He's done for the season. Had that 25-game suspension to start the year and now has been 
diagnosed with that shoulder injury. He's out for the remaining of the year after he underwent surgery. So this is really, quite frankly, a lost season for the Grizzlies. They're the only team that has more man games lost due to injuries and absences than the Charlotte Hornets. They lost 118-110 to against Chicago on Thursday night. They're 18-34 and in the season, so a lot that can go right here for the Hornets and a new-look Hornets team against the Grizzlies team that's a little bit down and out as they've lost seven in a row. Again, Hornets have lost ten in a row, so somebody's losing streak is going to be put to bed tonight. Hopefully it's the Hornets here at the Hive. Sam, you know how this works. We need a Hornet to watch, a Grizzly to watch, and a stat to watch. Where would you like to begin? I will go with a Hornet to watch, and I want to add a quick little follow-up to what you said about Memphis. This just kind of puts their situation in perspective. Hornets players have missed 183 games this year combined. Memphis, 293. Wow. So that is 110 more than the next closest team. So uh, it, it's been a bad bad year for, for both teams on the injury front, but Memphis, I mean, goodness gracious, even more so. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. So uh, starting with the Hornet player to watch, I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. Uh, had back-to-back 40-point games earlier in this week and then you know came crashing down just a little bit. Uh, last night in in Milwaukee, only had 11 points on two of 16 shooting, really struggled inside the arc, went 0 of 10. So uh, hopefully with a little bit less, uh, or I should say a little bit more bodies in the lineup and have playing a little bit more of his natural position uh, that, you know, he can kind of get back into his rhythm a little bit more because I think he was one of those guys that had to play a little bit more point last night uh, or lead ball handler. And again, I think getting guys back into their natural position will be uh, probably the biggest benefit of having all these new guys come in. So hopefully Miles can bounce back and uh, maybe not necessarily another 40-point game. I won't complain, but, uh, you know, hopefully – 25 plus or more. That would certainly be helpful. That's a good pick here for the Hornets. I'm so torn on a multitude of levels here. Who to really watch for in this game because it's basically an entire new roster here coming in for the Hornets. So I think I'm going to go with one of the new guys. And again, this is a preface here that making sure that everybody's good to go for the game tonight. We're assuming that they will. Everybody's passed their physicals. They were in Charlotte yesterday getting everything done. But for me, I'm going to go with Grant Williams. And Grant Williams is an interesting case. I know there were a lot of rumors him being tied to Charlotte in the offseason before he signed with Dallas, but I think the interesting thing with Grant Williams is just the toughness that he has, the toughness that he can bring to a team. I remember going back to last season and watching him when he was with Boston in the playoffs, going up against Jimmy Butler, and I don't want to say he was talking trash, but you could tell that he had that body language on him that I don't care that I'm guarding one of the best guys in the NBA right now, one of the guys that can really will his team, especially in the playoffs. I'm going to go after him, and quite frankly, it didn't end well for Grant Williams and the Celtics. I mean, they did lose that series as it was, but I just like that mentality. I like that toughness about him. I think that's something that the Hornets could certainly use, and he's going to be home. I mean, he's a Charlotte guy. I think that's going to play a big factor into it as well, a little bit of a homecoming hitter for him. It's somewhere that he's familiar with. I think that might really slow down the time that it takes for the mid-season acquisition guys to really get acclimated to their new places. I think that's certainly going to help, and of course that's going to help with Seth Curry as well. So I'm interested to see mostly what Grant Williams is able to provide to this team, especially on the defensive end of the floor as well in this contest tonight. But that'll be my pick to watch here for the Hornets. Where would you like to go next? Would you like to go with a Grizzlies player to watch or a stat to watch? 
I will go with Grizzlies player to watch, and I'm going to pick Miles Bridges' Michigan State teammate, Jaron Jackson Jr. He is one of the, I should say, kind of last remaining main core Grizzlies players that has not really dealt with any sort of major catastrophic injury this season. So they are running a lot of their offense through him right now. Right now, he's had a career high tying six straight 20 point games. Uh, he's averaging 26.2 points over that stretch, but he's only shooting 42%. That's because he's taking uh, almost 22 shots a game right now, and that's really because he, he is what they have on offense because they don't have Desmond Bain. Like you said, they don't have John Morant. They're missing a lot of these guys right now. So uh, more so than the offense defensively, he was the defensive player of the year last year. He's still averaging uh, over a block and a half uh, per game right now, and Something that Steve Clifford mentioned after the game last night is the Hornets just had some really poor decision-making, challenging Brooke Lopez at the rim. Um, that has been kind of an ongoing up-and-down issue the entire season, knowing when to attack, when to kick, uh, you know, when to circle back out, things like that. So um, they've got to get the paint scoring going, and, and that means if it means attacking Jackson, do it. If not, but they've got to make better decisions in the paint because Jackson is a really, really good rim protector, uh, and the defense hasn't gone anywhere, even though Memphis is, is kind of having a tough year. That's a good pick. Probably would have been my first pick if I had the opportunity, but I'm going to go with a different Jackson on that team. That's Gigi Jackson, the rookie out of South Carolina, picked 45th overall in the draft this past season by the Grizzlies. And I'll be honest, when I was looking at draft projections and guys and fit and that sort of thing, I thought that Gigi Jackson would be maybe a steal to get him in the second round if the Hornets were able to get him. But, you know, the way that the Hornets drafted, obviously taking Brandon Miller at the same position at the second overall pick, that changes things. That changes fit and that changes the depth as well, considering that you had guys at the time on a team like P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges, J.T. Thor as well. There's a little bit of a logjam at that four spot that he primarily plays at. So certainly makes sense to not go after him at that point. But he's been really, really good, especially as of late. He might be one of the benefactors of all of these injuries that the Grizzlies, unfortunately, have had because he's gotten so much more playing time as well. Last three games, he's been in double figures. He had 27 off the bench against Chicago the other night. Prior to that, 16 points at Madison Square Garden, 18 points on the road in Boston as well. I know that they ended up losing that game by 40, but I mean, he's been able to get a lot of buckets here, especially coming off the bench. And because of the way that the bench scoring has gone for Charlotte as of late, and albeit there will be a lot of changes to that bench squad here, especially tonight if everybody is healthy and available to play, where you got five new bodies coming in. That's definitely still been a point of emphasis here for the Hornets where they haven't been able to provide scoring off the bench. So when you have that battle of the bench, a guy that can score 15, 18, 20 plus points is going to make a big difference. So I think that's why he's my player to watch. But that leaves us with just a statistic to watch. Where would you like to go for this one, Sam? I'm going to look at turnovers tonight. Uh, During their seven-game losing streak right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are 26 in the NBA in turnover percentage. They're at 14.9%, so uh, about one in six and a half possessions they're committing a turnover right now. Uh, With the way the Hornets' offense is going right now, again, I know we'll have some new guys hopefully in the mix tonight, but they've got to get some some better offensive looks. And even if that means generating turnovers and turning them into transition opportunities or on the fast break, uh, take advantage of it because there's still going to be – I know there's going to be a lot of new guys coming in, but there's still going to be an adjustment period playing with different guys and and playing groups and things like that. So I don't think it's going to be this this magic switch necessarily, especially for the offense. But if you can get those extra opportunities – especially on the turnovers and get Memphis in transition and score. I think that's always when the Hornets have been at their best. So 
Uh, hopefully the Grizzlies continue to turn it over some more tonight and the Hornets can capitalize. Would be a recipe for success. I'm going to go with three-point shooting, and it's not the overall whoever makes more threes is going to win the game. That could certainly be the case, but just the sheer amount of attempts that the Grizzlies take, it's a lot. They're one of the highest three-point attempt shooting teams in the association, they're top five in it. They chuck up a little bit over 39 threes per game. In comparison, the Hornets, we know they don't shoot the three ball a whole lot. They're in the bottom third, and they average 33 field goal attempts. So the fact that six is a 15-position spread in that category is a little interesting, but all things considered, Memphis really likes to shoot the three, and I know a lot of that has gone by the wayside because of guys being out like John Moran. And when they had Steven Adams, there was that opportunity for John to hide behind those screens on the perimeter as well. And if the role wasn't there, he was able to step back and take his own three-point shot as well. So a lot of that offense has to be retooled and recalibrated. And because there isn't that much of a paint presence now with a guy like Steven Adams out, you got to go to the three ball a little bit more. So it certainly makes sense. I'm not saying that the Hornets need to go out there and shoot 50% from three. Would be great, but I think it's more so just making sure you try to run Memphis off the line to the best of your ability without giving up those easy points in the paint that you talked about as well and the turnovers and that sort of thing. So for me, I'm going to look at the three-point shots and the three-point attempts as my statistic to watch tonight. But that's your game preview. That's your game recap from last night's game as well as the Hornets turn the page and look to snap their 10-game losing streak tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. And after the game, you can read all about it at Hornets.com. Thanks to the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. So Sam, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Podcast. Looking forward to seeing Gerald Wallace in the building tonight. Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, tonight's going to be fun. It'll be a little bit of a uh, little bit of difference seeing some different guys out there. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the Gerald Wallace honoring and, and having him back. And it should be a really really fun night at Spectrum Center. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. Be sure to get your tickets at Hornets.com or through the Hornets app before tonight's game. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo, and for Sam Farber and Matt Carroll as well, I suppose. I'm Rob Longo saying so well. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll have a recap of all of the action tonight for you tomorrow on the next edition of the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. 
equal housing opportunity.